founder of Freitas. His team is now 150 folks spread all over the world, but mainly in Jerusalem and Barcelona. They started with their software as a service product, now up to about a thousand customers. The smallest ones pay, you know, a grand per month, all the way up to tens of thousands per month, depending on how large of a freight forwarder they are. Again, they help now with their marketplace solution match importers and exporters with these freight forwarders to bring efficiencies to very old conservative systems this is episode 733 coming up tomorrow morning we talk to ty he's ex he's an ex finance guy and also dad of three but now he wants to own your home but first here's today's episode this is the top where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit sold mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Hello, everybody. My guest today is Zvi Schreiber. He is the founder and CEO of a company called Freitos, the internet marketplace for the trillion-dollar international freight industry. Previously, he was the CEO of Light Tech, which was acquired by GE, and founder and CEO of Unicorn, uh, acquired by IBM. Additionally, he uh, he was founder of G. I think it's just pronounced G Host, a predecessor of Dropbox. Oh, just Ghost. Great ghost, the predecessor of Dropbox, which ended in a fire sale. He's spoken widely and written many articles and patents. He's got a PhD in computer science and is the author of Fizz, which tells the history of physics as a novel. Zvi, are you ready to take us to the top? <laughs> hey. And how are you this morning? Terrific. Very, Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, thank you for coming on. Look, I love businesses like this because... You get sick of hearing about these Silicon Valley companies that are competing for eyeballs in some media world that's like not really real. You're taking what you know and solving a real world problem and having some good success. And you had one that was in a fire sale. So that's, a you know, may, people might consider that a failure, but there's probably some interesting lessons there as well. So this will be a good one. Why don't you kick us off? Tell us what Freitos does and what's your revenue model? How do you generate money? Yeah, I mean, Freitos is uh, targeting the world of international freight. And if you just look around yourself there, you'll see that, uh, you know, most of the items in your house are imported uh, or in your office. So your your headphones, the, that screen, most of those books will be manufactured and printed in China or, or Vietnam or, or Lithuania or, or wherever wherever it is. So, in fact, 90% of the products that, uh, that we buy in, in the West are imported. So our entire uh, lifestyle is very dependent on international freight. Uh, and like you said correctly in the introduction, um, it's a very, very large industry. It's about a trillion dollars are spent each year on shipping uh, goods between countries. So that, very, very Break large... that down for me, Zvi. Is that trillion dollars? Is that like the gas for the boat plus the cargo container? Like what break down the three biggest costs in that trillion dollar spend? Yeah, so it's it's sort of door to door in the end. So it's the truck to get to the port. It's the ocean liners. So it's the, uh, I mean, it's, it's your share of the gas and of the of the ship. Uh, ship can contain up to eighteen thousand containers right now, but your stuff is in one of those containers, and you're paying your your share of the of the gas and the other operating costs and the capital costs of the ship. Uh, then the handling, the port handling, it, it could come in through Long Beach, for example, is the biggest port in, in the U.S. and California. So you're paying for the port handling and then you're paying for a train or a truck to get it all the way to the destination. So it's the t totality of all of that, uh, prob probably the ocean shipping uh, and also the airlines as well uh, mm -hmm. are, are the biggest cost because some of the more urgent stuff is going by air. 
So the ocean and air are probably the, the biggest cost components, but there's a lot of other cost components as well. Just out of curiosity, how many car- cargo containers per month does Long Beach process? Ooh, I could look that up for you. Um, Do you know any any context there? It's it's in the millions, okay. um, but I don't rem- remember the number off the, off the top of my head. Okay, great. So this is a world that is known by like these big, ugly containers that you stack in a very unsexy way on these big, slow ships. Like you're bringing some attractiveness to the industry, right? So tell us what Fredos does. How do you how do you optimize this stuff? Yeah, so believe it or not, this big industry is very uh, inefficient. And in the end, we, we all pay for that because when you buy an imported item, and, and most of what we buy is imported, you're paying a little bit extra for the inefficient shipping. So believe it or not, when, when you call up a, a big freight forwarding company and you say, I want to bring a container from Shanghai to you know where, wherever it is, Cincinnati or, or San Diego, um, you're going to wait an average of three days just for a price quote. Wow. Uh, so even though this is done millions of times a year, it's still very manual. Every single time people send an email to China, they look things up in Excel, and, and you're going to wait two, three, four days just for a price quote. Um, so the industry is very much uh, forgotten in the previous century. Now, contrast that to if you want to travel to a different country, you know, you go online, you go to Expedia, you go to, to you know, Priceline. And within 20 seconds, you see all of, of the options. You book a ticket, you, you, you know, and you, you're on your way. And, and you've been able to buy a passenger ticket online for 20 years already. Mm. Um, but freight has still been completely offline. So, you know, Freightos is really just being the, the kayak or the Expedia for, for freight. We're giving the same experience that passengers have had. And now you can get exactly the same experience when you want to ship a container. You go to our website, you search, you see prices, you book, you pay, and and your your goods are, your, your goods are on the way. And how do you make money? So, like most marketplaces, well, well there's, there's two ways actually. But like most marketplaces, we take a, a small cut of the transaction. So the freight forwarder who's selling the service, um, you know, we bring them. You as a you're an importer. You find you come to our sites. You find a freight forwarder. You find a price you like. You book. So we've done all the sales and marketing for the uh, for the seller for the freight forwarder, and they give give us a small percentage of that transaction. Can you name one? It, just just so I can put a name to that freight forwarder. Are we talking like Japan would be the freight forwarder if they're shipping into Long Beach? Um, freight forwarders are companies uh, who arrange freight. Uh, some of them are names you may not know. Some of the biggest are Kunru Nagel Expeditors, um, C.H. Robinson in the U.S. But but these are companies who do $10, $20 billion a year each. These are big companies. Okay. Uh, some of the names you may know is that UPS also has, has a freight forwarding division. Okay. Uh, and Fed, FedEx also has a freight forwarding division. FedEx does about $1 billion in freight. So it's much a much smaller business for them than the small package. Um, but many of the companies you know who do small parcels like uh, FedEx and UPS also have divisions who do freight, containers, and, and, and the like. Okay, so we have the freight forwarders, and those are the sellers in your marketplace. And who are the Correct. buyers? The buyers are any import-export company. So some of them may be e-commerce vendors who are selling on Amazon. You know, when you search on Amazon, you see lots of uh, niche companies. Uh, some of them are customers of ours. So they're using Freightos to ship stuff from China to their warehouse and then they sell it on Amazon. Um, so other ones could be exporters as well, mm-hmm. uh, American companies who are producing some product, which is then exported to Europe. 
So any kind of importer or exporter company. Got it. So we have a lot of folks listening right now that are maybe like they sell their own little product on Amazon. They created maybe a cell phone, you know, whatever holder, right? A, a tripod, right? They would be considered the any any import export company in your marketplace, the buyer, and you're going to help them get connected to one of these freight forwarders, and you're going to give them price quotes from these different freight forwarders, so they can decide the cheapest way to get their camera tripod from point A to the person that just bought it. Well, uh, to be accurate, um, we probably are not going to help them get it to the person who bought it because that's small. Okay. So when they send it to the person who bought it, it's going to go in a in a little FedEx box or an envelope, uh, and we don't get involved in that. Many other companies are dealing with that last mile. Uh, well, we're going to help your friend who, who's selling tripods is getting every month 1,000 tripods from his supplier in, in uh. India to the U.S. So we're going to help him with his import. Got it. Um, because that's a very painful process and a very expensive process for him or her. Okay, talk money and to me, though. So how do you, where do you take the percentages from? So, um, and, and then we also have a software business, which I can explain as well. But in terms okay. of the percentage, if you're bringing, if your friend is bringing, bringing one container full of tripods, let's say from Shanghai to uh, Long Beach, mm -hmm. they'd be paying in the region of $2,000 for that uh, shipment of the whole container. Okay. Uh, and and right now we would take just two percent from the freight forwarders, so just uh, just the forty bucks for finding them your your friend as a customer. Got it. And then do you do, uh, do you take anything from on the seller side as well, or no? Just from the importer exporter. Just from the seller. Just from the no. Oh, just from the seller. Just so from the freight forwarder. Just from the freight forwarder. Okay, got it. Correct. So there's not any. We don't take a penny from the buyer. Got it. So the, the, even without you, the freight forwarder would be quoting about two thousand dollars on average per container, right? So you're just it's the same price for them, but you're going to take forty bucks from the freight forwarder because you're basically finding them new business. Yeah, exactly. If it wasn't us, they would be paying that as a commission to their salesperson. Yep. Uh, probably paying a lot more, um, and we're giving them a very efficient, uh, you know, sales channel. Yeah, and they pay, they pay us two percent. Now, additionally, many of these freight forwarders, in fact, one thousand freight forwarders, are using Freightos uh, software to automate their own um, pricing in house. So, if you if you don't come to Freightos's site, but you call up the freight forwarder by phone, the old fashioned way, they're still using our software to get you a price quote quicker. Is this a SaaS business? So, this is a SaaS business, exactly. So yes. we have our SaaS business. And our marketplace business. That's a, and real quick, just because uh, I want people to stay hooked here, you've raised some capital. How much have you raised in total? We've raised fifty million dollars. Yeah, the most recent round led by GE. Fifty or one five? Five zero. Yeah, five zero. So a total. You've raised a total, I think, of of what sixty million? No, five zero is the total. Oh, total. So sorry. What was the last round? Uh, 25 million. 25, got it. So there's a lot of these companies I've had on that have raised 50, 60, 70, 80 million hundreds where they are combining this marketplace plus SaaS business model. And it's genius because as you drive up utility of your software tool, you're also taking a cut of whatever that utility is, be it API calls, containers shipped, whatever that number is. Um, when you break down, I'm just going to make this up. When you break down 2016 revenue for you, what percentage came from just the SaaS versus came from the transaction fee in the marketplace? Oh, well, in 2016, I mean, 90-something percent was SaaS because we only launched the marketplace in 2016. So the marketplace ah. is pretty new. Okay. Uh, SaaS business has been going for five years. But we had to do it in that order because without our SaaS, the freight forwarders are not able to do instant pricing. So they're just not set up to sell in an online marketplace. So they have to first use our SaaS, automate their pricing, and then they're ready to sell in the marketplace.
And on this particular SaaS product, about how many customers are you serving now? Uh, the SaaS is being used by 1,000 freight forwarders all around the world. That's amazing. And I imagine this is a market you have a good grasp on. How many total freight forwarders are there? I mean, are you clearly the market leader here? Uh, we are. I mean, believe it or not, there are 100,000 freight forwarders wow. in the world. That's way more yeah. than I expected. Yeah, I know. It's it's kind of unbelievable. But having said that, there's a long tail of teeny freight forwarders who are not going to be using our software. Mm-hmm. And we're not approaching we're not approaching them as... So, you know, there's only a few thousand who are really big enough to, to matter. Yep. And we have 1,000 of them. So, so we are definitely a market leader in, in SaaS for freight forwarding, you know, for pricing freight forwarding. Yeah. You mentioned five years ago. Was that the launch date of the company, 2012? Yeah, correct. Right at the beginning, January 2012. And what are you doing uh, today with your current team size? Believe it or not, we've got 150 people uh, say, right around the say, world. Believe it or not. <laughs> uh, because I still think of us as, as a startup. Yeah. And so I get sort of surprised when I look at my team size. And it's getting hard to, to know them all by name at this stage as it grows. <laughs> um, Are you, where are you guys so, all based? In that one office or no? No, uh, around the world, actually. Uh, we're in Israel, Palestine, Spain, US, Taiwan. Uh, so we're right around the world, um, which you have to be because it's international freight. So there's no point being in one country. Uh, every shipment involves at least two countries. Yep. Where are you, your biggest office, though? Where's that located? Um, between uh, our office here and also Barcelona, where, where we acquired a company, is very big as well. You're in Menlo Park right now? No, I'm in Jerusalem. Oh, Jerusalem. Okay, very good. Jerusalem yeah. and, uh, and uh, Barcelona. Jerusalem, near Jerusalem in Ramallah, and then also Barcelona. Those are the big three offices, yeah. Very cool. Now, take us back real quick again, forward, fast forward again to today. These new freight forwarders that are paying you, what, I mean, what are they? I imagine you have tons of different cohorts, but on average, what are they paying per month to access your software? Uh, that's a great question. Um, th- th- there's a big, <laughs> there's a big spread. Um, Tell it me about your perfect from customer. As little, yeah, I mean, it starts from as little as, as even less than a thousand dollars a month. Okay. Um, and it goes up for a big global freight forwarder with tens of thousands of employees, then it's well into the tens of thousands of dollars a month. Yep. And is this, uh, you, you mentioned seats, is that your big trigger? That's what creates that delta, at your, your price based off number of seats? Yeah, we could have two users or a thousand users, so there's quite a, a variation. Okay. Maybe worth just explaining the. You mentioned the the interaction between the SaaS and the marketplace. Yeah, share more. There's a particularly yeah, there's a particularly important reason for this, which is let, let's talk about why why most marketplace startups fail. Um, the reason why most marketplace startups fail is because of the chicken and egg problem. So you launch a marketplace, you've got the platform. But the buyers come and they don't see any sellers, so they, they go away. And the sellers come, they don't see any buyers, they go away. So you've got this chicken and egg problem where it's very hard to get to a critical mass, which makes both sides happy. And once you do, you've got a really valuable growing business. So, so we solved that with a SaaS. We, we spent the first four years selling SaaS to freight forwarders. And now we already have 1,000 sellers. We have a relationship already to, sell, you know, already to sell on our marketplace. And so day one, when we launched for the buyers, these import-export companies, we already had access to multiple sellers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's a really good way of, of sort of solving the biggest uh, challenge in a, in a marketplace business. It makes a lot of sense. Now, uh, Zee, before we get in kind of the wrap-up section here, do you, I was like asking this, do you remember what your first year revenue was? How embarrassing was it? Oh, that's easy. It was zero. <laughs> was it so 2012? <laughs> when was your first dollar of revenue? 2013? 
Yeah, and, and dollar is about right. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was still very small. Look, this is why we raised a lot of money. When you go, go after these big B2B complex industries, it's not like a consumer product where you can create a, a minimum viable product in a few months and start sales. Yeah. Um, it, it's a more complex product, and it took longer. We only started really getting revenue in year three. And then um, take me through – well, actually, so year three would have been, what, 2013? 14, yeah. 2014. And, and like, did you break a million that year? Was it meaningful revenue, or was it really, you know, like six figures? Yeah, still, a little, still a little under. I think yeah. it was – by 2015, we were into the millions. So. Oh, great. Good, good, good. And have you broken Have you broken kind of the, the magical $10 million run rate at this point? I imagine with $60 million raised, you must have. So I think now I'm going to uh, actually decline to get into details. <laughs> He's punting. Revenue. He's punting. Can you feel it? <laughs> All right. So take me back to some of the economics on the marketplace side. So so what, what kind of vol- – I'm curious what kind of volume you're processing per month. So how many kind of – single containers are being processed or matched through your system each month? So now it's getting into, let's see, many hundreds. Okay. Maybe breaking a thousands of shipments a month. They're not all full containers. Sometimes people are shipping just a few pallets, less than a container, or sometimes yeah. they're shipping air cargo. But in many cases, it is, of course, a full container or even multiple full containers. Yeah. Um, and and that's good. I mean, we're, we're, we've achieved even exceeded our plan you know our business plan in terms of the number of shipments we were hoping to do it's still less than one year since since launch of the marketplace Mm -hmm. and take into account that before freightos no one had ever sold freight online and nobody had ever bought freight online so we're starting to educate all of these freight forwarders and then more importantly to educate all these import export companies that you don't need to wait three days anymore you can now get instant pricing and very competitive pricing so it's quite a market education that we're embarking on and and so far yeah, ahead of schedule. So our hundreds or, or even thousands of shipments a month are still a teeny proportion of, a, of an industry sure. where, where there are millions. So it's still a, a teeny proportion, but it's actually, uh, you know, very meaningful in the sense that it's um, it's the equivalent of, of airline tickets in 1997. You yep. know, it was still a small proportion of the industry, but it was the beginning of a very big change. Z, how many buyers have used the platform so far, these folks importing, exporting their tripods? Um. Yeah, thousands. Uh, okay. I don't don't have an well, exact number of in my head. Yes. And then you sellers, you still have about a thousand of the freight forwarders. So actually, less. We have a thousand freight forwarders who use our software. Okay. Uh, we, we haven't brought them all onto our marketplace in one go because then then you'd have a misbalance. You'd have too much sure. supply and not enough demand. So a few dozen of them are. are actively selling and and then there's a waiting list and, and we sort of for now we're trying to create a balance between the buyers and sellers so we're we're actually not looking for more sellers just yet till we build up the buy side guys big news last month was a huge month for the company i recently acquired which was www.thetopinbox.com i liked the company so much when i met the person who created it it lets you send emails later on gmail set up reminders like snooze almost to keep your inbox clean do things like send auto follow-ups and do open tracking so you know when your emails get opened it's great if you're in sales or CEO or trying to be more productive. So listen, I bought the whole company on the spot and I want to tell you how I did it. I've showed the deal, by the way, to big, smart people, private equity firms, VCs, and they're dumbfounded. They go, Nathan, how did you do this? We've never seen a deal like this. How did you do this? So I did an unbelievable deal and I want to show you the income report. So for me to send you the income report, go to www.thetopinbox.com. 
click the red button that says install this on Gmail. And when you do that, my email will appear. It'll appear in a little uh, Gmail pop-up window. Send me an email and I'll reply immediately with the income report. And you can see how I'm buying and growing small B2B SaaS companies. That's www.thetopinbox.com. Totally free to try and use. www.thetopinbox.com. There you have it. All right, Zvi, let's wrap up here with the Famous Five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? My favorite business book? I mean, I'd have to go right back to Crossing the Chasm. Jeffrey Moore, by, it's a good one. Moore. Yeah, it was a long time ago, but it's still a classic. That beautiful orange cover. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Is there what, sorry? A CEO you're following or studying right now? No, uh, following and studying would be an exaggeration. It's, it's, I do try to follow Jeff Bezos when I have time. I, I guess that everyone does. Uh, but it's so incredible and scary what he's achieved. Um, so studying would be an exaggeration, but I do enjoy uh, from time to time keeping track of him, that's for sure. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have, like Acuity Scheduling? I started using recently uh, Mixmax as a, as a Gmail plugin for my scheduling. Mm -hmm. That's kind of cool because I don't have an assistant. So I do look for good tools to, to help doing some of those functions. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? I sleep well. I, I sleep seven hours every night. But okay. I work the other, I work the other <laughs> 17 hours. But yeah. and, and what's your current situation? Married, single, do you have kids? I'm married. I've got uh, I've got kids, and I've just uh, just got a couple of grandkids, actually. Oh well, congr How many how many how many direct kids do you have, and how many grand? I'm curious how many grandkids. I've got four kids, uh -huh. and my daughter, my daughter just had twin girls. That's so amazing. Just, uh, two grandkids, yeah. Well, congratulations. And uh, Zvi, how old are you? I'm 47. Okay, so last question. Take us back 27 years. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Um, yeah, it's. <laughs> That's a tough question. Um, I, I think, um, you know, what I've learned in Freitas is that it's it's okay for a startup to take it, take on a big conservative industry. Uh, I wasn't ready to do that back then. I, I was an entrepreneur shortly after, not, not 20, but shortly after that I became an entrepreneur. Um, but I was sort of looking for new areas or, or you know, I never, never thought I could take on a big conservative industry. Uh, but now I've, I'm taking on freight, and my, I've got a brother who's taking on insurance, <laughs> and so I've learned that uh, I've learned that a startup with a good idea can transform a, a big old in industry. So that that's an exciting thing, which took me many years to learn. There you guys have it. Go after big conservative industries; they can be fun. You can do it. Founded in 2012, again, Zvi joining us this morning. Founder of Freitas, his team team is now 150 folks spread all over the world, but mainly in Jerusalem and Barcelona. They started with their software as a service products now up to about a thousand customers the smallest ones pay you know a grand per month all the way up to tens of thousands per month depending on how large of a freight forwarder they are again they help now with their marketplace solution match importers and exporters with these freight forwarders to bring efficiencies to very old conservative systems we thank you for taking us to the top thanks Nathan. If you enjoyed today's episode with Zvi, go back and listen to yesterday's episode with Steven. He runs a company that many unicorns are paying to use, like Airbnb. The company is called Jumio, and you won't believe his revenue model. 